Psalms chapter 139, verse 23, again, David prayed, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in, in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Today I want to talk to you about this part of David's prayer where David said, God, lead me, lead me, lead me. I know we've been in this series for quite some time, and you'll notice this by this series that David gave God complete control of, of, of his entire being. He gave God his heart. He gave God all of his motives. He gave God every single compartment of his life. He just gave it all to, to the Lord. He's, he, at one point, he said, God, test me. He said, God, test my faith to prove that it is true and to prove that my faith is sure. He even gave his thoughts to the Lord. He challenged God to come and to point out anything in his life that might be offensive to God because if it offended God, he wanted God to point him and show him that so he could get rid of, rid of that. And so today we're talking about lead me God. I heard a story about a young man. He was lost in a blizzard, okay? And his father, how many of you guys, your dad ever told you um, some bit of advice and you still remember it, okay? Your dad told you something, okay? I remember one time I told Lauren, I said, don't park next to a white van because most serial killers are driving white vans. <laughs> Is Lauren in here? Can you remember me telling that? <laughs> I don't really remember saying it, but she says I, I told her that one time, okay? But we remember the advice. This young man remembered the advice of his father. His father told him this. He said, if you're ever lost in a blizzard, he said, look and find a snowplow and then follow the snowplow to safety. So this guy's out, young driver, young man, not much experience. He finally... He's lost in the blizzard. He finally sees a snowplow. He turns his car. He begins to follow the, the snowplow. The minutes pass. The time passes. An hour passes. Still following the snowplow, hoping to get to safety. And finally, the, the, the snowplow driver motioned for him to roll his window down. They both rolled the window down. And uh, snowplow plow driver said, well, how can I help you? He said, my father told me that if I've ever lost in a blizzard to follow a snowplow. He said, well, I don't know how I can help you. He said, I just got done shoveling Walmart. I'm getting ready to go over to Target. And uh, you can go over there if you want to. <laughs> you say, that's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. I know it is, okay? But just because you're following doesn't mean you're going anywhere. Okay, you can be following with the best intentions and you can still be stuck in a rut. Okay, just because you follow doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go where you need to go. First thing I want to talk to you about today is this. Every one of us, we are following something or someone. Okay, we are following some ide ideology. We are, we are following some kind of a, a mantra, if you will. We're following something. 
We're, 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 we're following a, some kind of an agenda in our life. Every one of us are following something or someone. And you can follow and still be stuck in a rut. You can follow your own desires and emotions and still be lost. Get this. You can follow the advice of your grandma and still never get it right, okay? Because maybe grandma wasn't right in her thinking, okay? All right? Grandma was a nice person, but uh, maybe her theology wasn't exactly right or, or, or didn't line up with Scripture. We can, we, every one of us are following someone or something. So I ask you the question today, what is your compass? What is influencing your life? What is leading you? What is guiding you? Who or what helps you to make the right choices and decisions every day? Because life is full of choices and life is full of decisions. And every one of us are, is following either something or someone. you got to trust who you're following. And you got to know that who and what you're following is going to lead you to a safe destination. You can follow and still be in danger. You can follow and be headed for destruction. There, we, we've heard about people throughout history, and they followed a cult. They, they followed some whacked-out weird religion, and they followed that leader right to their death. Because you can follow and still be headed for danger today. So who or what are you following? There's a group of, of uh, aviation acrobats, if you will. They're known as the Thunderbirds. And they're the Air Demonstration Squadron of the United States Air Force, okay? They're part of the U.S. military. And the Thunderbirds go around the country and they do these flight shows. They do air shows. They do uh, death-defying acts in these air shows while spectators watch. They've been in existence, I believe, since 1953, and they're always taught this, to follow the lead pilot. There's one pilot, there's one plane that is the lead plane. They're, they're taught to follow. And they get in their formations, and they begin to follow. On January the 18th, 1982, they were practicing for an Arizona air show. And on that particular day, they practiced several ac acrobatic maneuvers. And each time, they flew in perfect order and in perfect synchronization, and they were always following the leader. They were watching the leader. They trusted the leader because they knew that the leader was going to take them safely through. Even though it seemed dangerous, they trusted the leader. And in their final air pattern, these, floor these four airplanes climbed side by side several thousand feet upward in a slow backward loop, and then they begin to turn and plummeted down toward the ground at 400 miles an hour. And their intent was this, that at 100 foot before they hit the ground, they were going to turn and fly along the ground safely, all four side by side. But what they didn't understand was this, that in that lead jet, there was a mechanical malfunction that occurred, and they're watching the leader, and the leader crashed into the ground, and all four of them did likewise. And following the leader, all four of those pilots went to their grave. They died. 
They, they were following the leader. They were taught to follow the leader, but just because you're following doesn't mean you're safe. They were following. They found it was a mechanical failure. It was not in leadership. It was a mechanical failure. Every one of us is following something or someone. I'm asking you the question, what are you following today? Secondly, following doesn't guarantee safe passage. Every one of us is following something today. You can follow, sometimes we follow and feel invincible, okay? We follow uh, and we just, being, no one can take me down. I've just, I'm, I'm at the top of the world. I'm in the greatest organization I could be. I'm in the biggest, best church that there is. We've got beautiful facilities. We've got wonderful buildings. I talked to a guy once, and, and he used to go to church with us a long time ago at Solid Rock, and he was telling me about this church. He said, man, I go to a church that runs 10,000 people, and it's supposed to impress me, okay? You can be so impressed by the organization that you're following, that's all you're following. You're following an, uh, uh, an impression. There are people that follow momentum. You can follow momentum and still be headed for a crash. We've got to, we've got to follow, every one of us are following something or some. What are you following? What helps you make the decisions in your life? Your success depends on who and what you're following. Follow. Your liberty depends on who and what you follow. Your life depends on who and what you're following. Every one of us is following something. And just because you follow doesn't necessarily guarantee safe passage. David asked God to lead him. And, he, and, and so he, he, began to, he began to talk to God about it. God, search me. God, check me. God, lead me in, in my life. Who in the world are you following? Are you following your friends? Are you following popular culture? Are you following politics? Who and what are you following today? Are you following a personality today? Who and what are you following? Every one of us follows something. But just because you're following doesn't necessarily guarantee you safe passage today. And there's a lot of things and there's a lot of people today that's vying for our attention. There are people uh, on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, so they're trying to get 10 million followers. They're trying, to, they're trying to influence all the people that they possibly, be, be, possibly can. Just because you're being influenced, just because someone impresses you, doesn't mean you're headed for safety. It doesn't mean you're headed on the right path today. Consider the words of Jesus. Here's what Jesus told the people in Matthew chapter 15, verse 13. Jesus replied, he said, every plant not planted by my heavenly Father will be uprooted. So ignore them. They're blind guides leading the blind. And if one blind person leads another or guides another, they'll both fall in the ditch. Following doesn't guarantee safe passage. Here's what David did. David shared his failures with the, God, with the Lord. You might as well share your, share your failures with God. You might as well be open and honest with God. You might, might as well get it all on the table, table because God has seen you at your best and God has seen you at your worst and God still loves you. So David was honest with God. When he came to God, God searched me. David had learned from his mistakes. He learned to pray, God, search me. He went on to pray, God, lead me. 
We, listen, we've all made mistakes. We've all got it wrong in the past. Anyone here ever made a mistake before? Anyone, anyone here ever made a mistake that cost you a lot of money? So that's the stupidest thing I ever did in my life. What in the world was I thinking? I got a, a good friend of mine. He got online, and he's trying to rent an RV to take his family on this great adventure across the country, and he paid this guy three grand. He said, Bob, it was such a great deal. It was such a beautiful RV. <laughs> but the deal never happened, but the guy got my $3,000, okay? And, and, and sometimes we, 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 we've all made mistakes. We've all got it wrong in the past, all right? Hopefully the mistakes were, were, were monetary and they, they didn't hurt us physically or they didn't hurt our relationships or something like that. We can be following, but that doesn't guarantee safe passage. And we've all had moments in our life that we'd like to do it over again. We've all had moments in our life that we wish that we could have back before we regret and we pray, God, lead me. We, we need to learn every single day to pray, God, lead me. God, we need you today. God, give us guidance today. God, give us wisdom today. So every one of us is following something. Every one of us is maybe following someone. But just because you're following doesn't guarantee safe passage. Thirdly, we need a leader we can trust. Paul went to Corinth. Paul had a tremendous ministry to the people, to the Corinthians. He wrote them two letters. Uh, he went there on several occasions. And he noticed in Corinth that many of the believers had their favorite preachers. You know, kind of like we do nowadays. we got our favorite preacher. We've got that one guy that we love to listen to, and that's okay. All right, that, that's cool. you can got your favorite preacher that you want to listen to, and it's probably not Bob Kelly. Okay, it's probably. <laughs> and that's, that's okay. Okay, that's no problem. <laughs> no big deal. They had the same deal going on at Corinth. Everyone had their favorite preacher. Everyone's bragging one preacher up. Above the other, the guy says, man, this guy really can preach. This guy can really lead. This guy can really administer. Do you know how big his church is? Man, he is really something else. And he noticed that, Corinth, everyone had their favorite preacher. Everyone had their favorite leader. And they were bragging about the best preacher. And they were bragging about the best leader. And they were bragging, to, to you that are a little more spiritual, they were bragging about who had the best anointing. Man, that guy is just so anointed. And I just, he just, he's, he's more anointed than anyone else. And they were bragging on the preaching, and they were anointing, and they were, they were bragging on the style, and they're bragging on the anointing, and they're bragging on the gifting, and they're bragging on who was the most worthy of following. And some of them even bragged on Paul. And some of them bragged on this, this other, this other uh, individual, this other leader by the name of Apollos. Some bragged about other leaders. Because everyone wants to follow a leader that they can trust, okay? Everyone f wants to follow a leader who's, who I believe his doctrine is sound, okay? And notice, Paul noticed that the people at Corinth were no different. And, and we find this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. Paul said this, For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and qu quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you're controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like the people of the world when one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos? Aren't you acting just like people of the world? Here's what Paul was saying, okay? Now, you, Paul, you 
got to keep it all in perspective. Paul was saying, listen, we're just mortal men. We're, we're just, we're empowered by God, okay? We're just, it, it, all gifts come from God. All knowledge comes from God. And, and if God has given one preacher the ability to, to, to preach or one uh, preacher a, a, a great anointing, it all comes from God, okay? And Paul said, you've got to keep it in perspective. We're just instruments of the Lord. We need a leader that's worth following today. And Paul taught the people this. He said, follow Jesus. He said, get your eyes off great preachers. Get your eyes off great anointing. And get your eyes on Jesus Christ because we need a leader that we can trust. I thank God for the, the leaders and the, and, the, and the mentors and the pastors that God has placed in my life, okay? In my entire life, in my entire life, I'm going to name off every pastor I've ever had right now. And, and I'm real old, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to name off every pastor I've ever had. My father, Robert Kelly Sr., H.I. Hibden, St. John's Assembly of God. B.G. Johnson, gone on to be the Lord. Don DeClue, Joe Skiles, that's it. Five guys in my entire life. Five pastors, okay? Thank God for every one of them, okay? But I can recall... Since I've been an adult, that every one of them said one thing, keep your eyes on Jesus. They were, great, they were great men. They were great preachers. They were anointed. Every one of them said this, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep watching Jesus. I remember Joe Scouts used to say this. He said, these aren't angel wings. These are shoulder blades. Keep your eye on Jesus. I want to tell you the same thing today. Keep your eye on Jesus. Because people fail. Some people have failed miserably, all right? Keep your eyes on Jesus. The last point is this. Let Jesus Christ lead you. Let him lead you. We, we all follow something or someone, okay? Every one of us follow something or someone. Just because you follow doesn't mean you're going to guarantee safe passage. We all need a leader we can trust, and that leader is Jesus, let Jesus lead you in your life. Yes, get planted in a good church. If you're watching online, get planted in a good church. Find you a good church, okay? Find that church. Find that, find that place where you can fit in. Find that place where you can do ministry. Find that place where you can serve. Find that place and get in there with everything that you've got. If I wasn't your pastor, I would be part of a church, and I would be serving in a local church if I wasn't your pastor. I would be working under someone else's leadership, and I'd be there every single service without fail. I would be there week in and week out. I would be tithing because Debbie and I did not become tithers when we became pastors. I, we've got a lot of ministers, and they, as soon as they become, as soon as they, they, they become pastors, they start tithing. We did not do that. We've been tithers since the day we got married. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes open. We need to allow Jesus Christ to lead us. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 is this. Paul said, I planted the seed in your hearts. Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. And it's not important who does the planting 
or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. All increase comes from God. The increase comes from God. Thank God, as I've already said, for Christian leaders and mentors. Because every one of us are following something or someone. More than anything else, Paul said this, keep your eyes upon Jesus Christ. Let Jesus Christ follow you, or, or lead you. Paul prayed, God lead me. Every day be a follower of Jesus Christ. Let me read this verse, verse of scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. For no one can lay any other foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Paul taught us that our foundation must be Jesus. All other ground is sinking sand. Everyone follows something or someone. We need to be like David and pray this, God lead me. God give me direction. There's some folks and they're always looking for the next big thing. They're always looking for the next big movement. They'll go and they'll chase revival all over America. You don't have to chase revival all over America. Just get in your local church and begin to work and begin to serve and follow Jesus and pray for revival in your own heart. And you can turn your own neighborhood. You can turn your own, own neighborhood upside down for Jesus. You say, well, Pastor Bob, we need a revival at Life Rock. Well, you start praying for revival in your own life, and revival will break out in the church. Get your eyes up on Jesus. We're all following something or someone. Just because you follow doesn't mean you're guaranteed safe passage. We need a leader that we can trust, and that leader is Jesus Christ. We've got to give God permission to lead us. Give God permission. God leads us in four ways, real quickly, real quickly. God leads us by conviction. He leads us by circumstances, by designing circumstances. He leads us by his commands, and he leads us by giving us discernment. Here's how God leads us by conviction. Even before we knew Jesus, you know what? The Holy Spirit was dealing with us. The Holy Spirit was drawing us. The Holy Spirit was tugging in our heart's door and trying to point us to Jesus Christ. Even before you, remember back, even before you knew Jesus, the Holy Spirit was speaking into your heart what was right and what was wrong. Can I get a witness? God leads us by conviction. And that's one of the ways that God deals with us today. He leads us by conviction. God leads us by designing circumstances. Here's what God does. God puts lost, def, desperate, desperate people in direct con, con, contact with people that know how to pray. When my father was a little bitty baby, okay? Now, this has been back in the 1930s. My dad was a little baby. He needed an operation. Now, that was during the Depression, there was not enough money for an operation for my father. His family did not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They did not attend a church where people knew how to pray. But you know what they did? They, my grandma heard about a church that believed in divine healing. She heard about a church where they knew how to trust in God. And she took my father as a baby to that church. You say, that's a horrible circumstance. Listen, God can take circumstances, and God can lead us through circumstances. And God led them to that church through a circumstance. The illness of my father, and they prayed for my father, and God healed him. Guess what? <laughs> they become members. 
Not just that, more importantly, they found Jesus Christ as their Savior, as the Lord of their life, as the leader of their life. God deals with us through conviction, through designing circumstances. God deals with us and God leads us through his commandments. We're reading the word of God. And God starts speaking into our, into our heart as we read the Bible. The reason I'm so big on you reading your Bible is because I want you to, you to find out what it says. Because if you'll read it and find out what it says, I don't have to beat you over the head with it. Because the Holy Spirit is going to stir something up on the inside of you, and you're going to find out what sin really is as you're reading the Word of God. Because God directs us by His commandments. I have a very good friend who was away from God. He was totally backslidden, all right? And uh, his, he come from, a, he come from a, 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 a family of preachers, if you will, but he was backslidden. He was running from God. He was living with his girlfriend, and he went to Christmas at the, the, and, and to, to celebrate with the family, and his uncle gave him a present. He said, you know, he said, I opened that present, and it was a Bible. Here I am backslidden. And he said, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And he said, him and, him and his girlfriend went back to their apartment, and he said, as soon as I walked in the door, he said, I took that Bible, and I threw it in the corner, and I thought, who does my uncle think he is? Who does he think he is giving me a Bible? I don't care anything about that. And he took that thing and pitched it in the corner. But here's what he wasn't counting on. His girlfriend picked it up and started reading it. And you know what happened? God started leading her through his commandments. And she started reading that Bible. <laughs> and because she started reading that Bible, she came to Jesus Christ. Gave her heart to the Lord and became a follower of Jesus Christ. And then she told my buddy, she said, you know what? I just got saved. We're not going to live together anymore because <laughs> that displeases God. We're moving out. <laughs> I'm moving out. <laughs> and shortly thereafter, they got married. And they're still married. God leads us by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. God leads us by designing circumstances. And then God leads us through his commandments. Finally, God leads us through discernment. As, as you begin to read the Bible, as you begin to pray, I'm closing. I'll close with this. What happens is, as we begin to pray and read the word of God, we become sensitive to God's will. Because there's a scripture I want to share with you in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but God, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. As we begin to pray, as we begin to read the word of God, we become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We become sensitive to the will of God, to the purpose of God. God begins to transform 
our thinking. God begins to give us discernment in our life. The Holy Spirit directs us through discernment today. He, God transforms our thinking, and we can understand the right path. We can understand the way that God is leading us and the direction that God is taking us. Every one of us, as I close today, every one of us is following something. Every person in this building is following something. You're follow, you, and, and if I ask you the question, you say, well, I'm, yeah, I'm following Jesus, Pastor Bob. I'm just, I love Jesus. I'm following Jesus. But what does your life say? <laughs> what do your choices say? What does your everyday living say? Okay. Who or what are you following? Okay. Some of us are following our emotions. Some of us are following our hurt feelings. Some of us are following our offenses. We got hurt in church a long time ago. We got hurt. We got mad at our wife. We got mad at our husband. We got mad at this one. We got mad at that one. Who and what are we following? Some of us are following our emotions. Everyone's following something. And you got to ask yourself that question, what in the world am I following? And just because I'm following doesn't guarantee me safe passage. But I need a leader that I can trust. And I hope today through this message you've seen the importance of following Jesus because he's all those things. He's all those things. I don't understand why everything works the way it does, okay? But I trust in God. I'm trusting in God, okay? And sometimes it seems like the bottom just falls out of everything, and I just, God, what are you trying to do? I don't understand it. I don't know. But, God, I know this. I'm trusting in you, and I'm going to be like David. Lord, lead me. Lord, guide me, whether it's through conviction. And, and even as an as a individual that's been serving God, I, I became a Christian at six years old. Six years old. I found Christ my Savior. My sister Linda was filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit the same night. California, Missouri. And I got saved that night. Six years old. I've been following the Lord for a long time. But I want to tell you this. There's still stuff in my life that the Holy Spirit deals with me and convicts me about. The Holy Spirit's been dealing with me about some stuff just recently, you know, about some things and, and, and stuff going on in my life. And, and God said, you know why you're having those problems? You need to get that stuff out of your life. You need to get rid of that. And it's not anything uh, horrible. It's not like drugs or alcohol or anything like that, but just stuff God, the Holy Spirit's dealing with me about. So if we'll allow the Holy Spirit, he will lead us by conviction. The Holy Spirit will lead us by designing circumstances. You'll, you'll, you'll wind up meeting people that need prayer. You'll, you'll meet someone that's looking and they're longing and they're searching. God designs circumstances. God will put you in the right circumstance. God will put you eye to eye with someone that tells you exactly what you need to hear. You know, we've got... We've got uh, I'll tell you this. We've got several group home guys in this church, in case you haven't noticed. I had one of them one morning, one Sunday morning, a few years ago, come up for prayer. I said, what do you want prayer for? I don't really have a prayer, but God just told me to tell you something. Wow. Okay, what is it? And they told me something that God had been dealing with me about. Where in the world did that come from? <laughs> come from God. Come from God. 
listen, the Lord will deal with us. It, it was some things I've been thinking. It, it, I had a lady who come in one day, and she told me, she said, Pastor Bob, I don't know what this means, but I, God just told me to tell you that you didn't make a mistake coming to Columbia. And I don't know why you'd ever think that. And I've been, been thinking that. Maybe we made a big mistake coming to Columbia, Missouri. And she come one Sunday morning and told me that. You know, listen, God will speak to us through conviction. God will speak to us by designing circumstances. God will speak to, speak to us through his word. God will speak to us all manner of ways. He'll speak to us today. He'll deal with us about circumstances and about situations. He'll speak to us by giving us discernment. Discernment. God will say, no, don't go, don't go down that road. Don't take that path. That might lead you to, des to destruction. Don't, don't go down there. You say, God, but I, I got an appointment. No, God says, don't go there. God will give us discernment. He'll speak to us. Let's close with prayer today. Heavenly Father, right now, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for this prayer of David. We've been learning so much about ourselves. We've been learning so much about what we need, the way that we need to be open and honest with you by David's honesty and his openness. God, lead us because every one of us is following something or someone. And I pray, dear God, that we will follow Jesus with all of our heart, with all of our soul. We'll follow Jesus every single day. We'll allow the Holy Spirit to convict us. We'll open our eyes and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit about circumstances. And we'll look for opportunities to share our faith. Help us, I pray. Help us, I pray, to be open and sensitive as we read your word. Because, God, you're trying to speak to us and lead us as we read your word. Help us, God, to, to have discernment, to know your will, to know your purpose for our life. God, we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, let's stand today. We're going to sing. We're going to play. We're going to, these guys are going to play and sing. I want.